The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Top executive in charge in Austin. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis. The Austin City Council yesterday voted to fire current city manager Spencer Kronk. Today, Jesus Garza takes over as interim city manager. He was Austin city manager back in the 90s, early 2000s, under current mayor Kirk Watson, who was mayor back then. He also ran a political action campaign that backed Watson last year. Most council members and the mayor say they're frustrated with how Kronk handled this month's ice storm. Here's what Kronk had to say after council voted to part ways. The thing I want to make sure that is known about my tenure is we have gone through unprecedented events over and over and over. Started with the Austin bomber in 2018, the Colorado River flooding, uh, and then going through a global pandemic, and now these two recent winter ice events. These are unprecedented. And the way in which our community can ensure that we're getting through these stronger is something that I know that this community will be tackling in the future. Kronk will get severance pay, including his base salary and COBRA payouts, totaling nearly half a million dollars. For context on this, the city manager oversees more than 14,000 city workers. That includes overseeing recruiting and hiring. The office also carries out council policies, spearheads key initiatives, and a long list of other duties. First warning weather with meteorologist Sean Kelly. Good Thursday morning, everyone. We're off to a cool start now, but it only gets colder from here on out. We have two mornings where we could see a widespread freeze. We had a cold front overnight. It only brought us a little bit of rain few hundredths of an inch or so, not enough to help out with our drought situation. We really uh, continue to deal with uh, some dry conditions, really cold conditions, 55 degrees right now, and it's windy, dropping temperatures already in just the last few minutes in Richland Springs, 43 degrees there, 46 in San Saba, temperatures down through Horseshoe Bay at 55 degrees, metro temperatures here into the 50s, so you definitely need a jacket, and you'll need the jacket all day long, as we don't see a warm-up throughout the day today. If you're heading out on the trail, I mean, it's a great day to go for a run. Just make sure you're kind of prepared for the elements. It's going to feel even colder than these temperatures when you factor in the wind chill. By lunchtime, we're only at 51 degrees, 3, 4 o'clock, only into the mid and upper 50s with not much sun today as well, mainly cloudy skies. Look at this. These are the high temperatures through the next several days. We should be at 67 degrees for a high. That's average. We were spoiled the past few uh, days here with temperatures into the 80s. Again, we're even colder tomorrow with the high of 54, but we do warm up into the upcoming weekend. We'll talk about that and the freezing cold temperatures that we'll see. In the meantime, let's get a check of the traffic with Erica. Yeah, thanks. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday, February 16th. This is a live look outside from our TxDOT camera at I-35 and 6th Street, cruising right along in both directions. So as we are kicking off this new day, we are doing so on a pretty quiet note as far as any issues on the main lanes of 35 or Mopac. Not seeing them, but I am tracking two crashes, keeping my eye on this. It's obviously 
early, so it's not causing major delays, but I do just want to make a mention on FM 969 at Post Oak Road. There's a crash there in Weberville. And then a crash in Del Valley, FM 973, right there at Highway 71. Obviously a busy area, so watch out for that reported crash. Tonight, we will hear from Governor Greg Abbott on his priorities for this legislative session. The State of the State Address, it's tonight at 7. You can watch it right here on KXAN and on KXAN.com. The father of a man shot and killed by a Liberty Hill police officer says he's been left in the dark and wants answers. The Texas Department of Public Safety said Jackson Lieber got into a crash on Ranch Road 1869. Afterward, investigators say he wandered into a private property and got into a fight with the people who live there. Troopers said Lieber then got into a fight with a Liberty Hill police officer who was responding. That officer shot and killed him. We still don't know if Lieber had a weapon. The family attorney says they have requested body cam footage of the incident. To date, we've not gotten any response uh, to any of those attempts, and we've sent them to all of the agencies involved, including the Rangers. The Liebers are filing a federal lawsuit, still hoping to find out what happened to their son. Round Rock police are asking for your help finding these women here behind me. Investigators released this video yesterday saying the three are wanted for aggravated robbery. This happened at the HEB Plus on Palm Valley Boulevard the day before last Thanksgiving. We have some video here you can see showing those women shopping. Police not releasing any more details about the robbery. Officers believe they left in a dark gray 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee. If you know anything about what happened here, please call Round Rock Police. The city of Kyle is planning for the future. It's developing a plan for the year 2030 to help navigate its continued growth. The city is asking people who live there for their input. KXAN Sarah Alshay explains some of the top areas that people think the city needs to focus on. Kyle drivers are no strangers to traffic. But the roads are little country roads, still stay the same and the traffic obviously. That's top of mind for people like Barbara Ortega. They built all the homes there, which is great, but he just got this one road. Ortega is one of many giving their input into the city's 2030 comprehensive plan. Any development that happens inside a city needs a foundation, a plan on where it can develop, how it can develop, uh, to make sure that it's being developed in an appropriate manner. The City of Kyle's Director of Planning, William Atkinson, says they're getting feedback both in person at open houses like this one and online on a survey. The results from the first survey shows people put roads and infrastructure as the city's biggest opportunity to improve and its biggest challenge. In 2020, the citizens of Kyle passed our $294 million road bond project. So we're working through that right now and getting uh, the, the, those roads designed. The city will take data from the surveys and use it to help create the comprehensive plan by October. Ortega says she's glad to be a part of the process and hopes to see more roads as the population grows. Now they just need to be a little wider, a little safer. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Taking an in-depth look at growth in Hayes County, according to census data, 51,000 people live in Kyle as of 2021, compared that to 2010 when just 28,000 people live there. A one-mile trail project in Round Rock is finally going to see some progress. Work's been on hold after the city council approved this more than two years ago. This is a construction project running through Chisholm Trail Park and Memorial Park. 
After being approved, though, the original contractor abandoned the work in September 2021. Now all that's left is a demolished park area. KXAN's Dylan McKim joins us live from Chisholm Trail Park with more on its future and when families may be able to join the area once again. Hey, Dylan. Conditions of this trail. You can see this exposed rebar sticking out of the ground. This chain link fence that is, of course, uh, protecting the community from going into this area. But this chain link fence is actually surrounding all of Chisholm Trail Park. And this is a kind of an eyesore, really an iconic part of this town. Behind me and over to my left shoulder is Brushy Creek and Round Rock. Where the city gets its name, name from is right where this trail is supposed to run right along that brushy creek there. It's been like this for two years, and the community wants to know when this will be done. Being out in the community, that's what I hear. When, when are we going to fix the trail? When, is it, when, when are we going to see something? So for two years, we've been answering those questions. And the longer it sits, it just continues to deteriorate and continue to deteriorate. The reason construction stopped is because the original contractor went bankrupt. For two years, the city tried to collect damages or have the contractor surety finish the job, but an agreement could not be reached. Last fall, the city decided to look for a new builder. A local contractor will build the remainder of the trail for $19.5 million. The city will be able to pay $12.5 million from an insurance reimbursement and from funds that were not used in the original contract. The remainder of the money will come from general obligation bonds approved in 20. 17 and when finished this section of the trail will have five bridges and it will detail the history of round rock as a timeline now the city says construction will resume again come spring and the construction will last for another 18 months so another year and a half before we really see this trail completely finished tom erica back to you guys in the studio all right, Dylan McKim for us out there in Round Rock. I'm sure there are people who have just been waiting years to be able to get on this trail, enjoy right. the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could finally be coming to them. Right, I mean, my favorite part about Austin is all the outdoor things you can do and getting outside. And uh, the past few days, it was perfect for mm -hmm. it. Today, a little bit chilly. But hey, if, if chilly weather is your thing, we have plenty of that as well today, tomorrow, and even into the weekend. So let's get to it at 510. We start with your coffee cast here as you're waking up with us. It's not that bad right now. In fact, we're actually pretty similar to where we were at yesterday at this time at 55 degrees. But you're going to really notice the, the effects of the cold front later on tonight into tomorrow morning. You could see, I mean, they really feel it in the panhandle already. Temperatures in the teens there. Could you imagine that? 25 in Midland, Abilene at the freezing mark. But what is going to be noticeable as soon as you step outside is the dry air. We already feel that impact right now. Lower humidity and stronger wind gusts. As soon as the sun rises, we're going to continue to see those winds uh, get uh, stronger and stronger, really. 55 degrees right now. Live look on the Austonian weather camera. Again, temperatures today, they're going to cool off a few degrees through the 9 a.m. hour. Then we only warm up into the mid to upper 50s today under a mainly cloudy sky. So it's not the prettiest day. It's going to be windy, mainly cloudy, and a bit chilly. And then we got to get ready for the potential for two mornings where we're dealing with some widespread freezing cold temperatures. So you're definitely going to need that heater running. We'll talk about more of that and that weekend forecast coming up. All right, thanks, Sean. An Austin middle schooler saved by medics, the important tool they say that people should know how to use in case of a medical emergency.
And how the cost of caring for kids is leading to unexpected consequences on our economy. Get the latest weather updates and warnings from the best weather team in Central Texas. Download the KXAN Weather app today, available in your app store. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning. It is 514 on this new Thursday morning. Hopefully your day is off to a good start and you had a good day yesterday and ready for the new day. Right now, this is a live look here at I-35 in Round Rock, our Whittlesey landscape camera showing good conditions for traffic in Round Rock on 35. No major delays to report yet. An Austin middle school schooler had the chance to thank the first responder who saved her life. This happened back in January, Sabine Barrett collapsing on the field while playing soccer. She suffered cardiac arrest due to a coronary artery anomaly. It is the second leading cause of death in young athletes. She's now out of the hospital and on her way to a full recovery. What we believe is that her heart had stopped and had gone into a terminal and typically fatal arrhythmia. At this point, what leads from that moment to this moment is when every single link in the chain of survival is intact. Sabine's story highlighting the importance of early bystander CPR. If performed in the first few minutes of cardiac arrest, CPR can double or even triple a person's chance of survival. In the coming months, it will get easier for electric vehicle owners to charge their cars anywhere. The White House says Tesla will open part of its EV charging network to non-Tesla drivers. It says at least 7,500 chargers will be available by the end of 2024. They'll be all around the country. Right now, the Biden administration is working to build a national charging network. 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. <laughs> I don't know if you were listening closely. Do you <laughs> recognize not. that voice? I don't know. Uh, it's Ray Benson from Asleep at the Wheel. The singer recorded messages for 18 street crossings. This one here on Lamar and 5th Street, a very busy intersection right there by that Whole Foods downtown. These audio recordings are important because they help those who are blind and visually impaired cross streets safely by telling them when to walk or when not to walk. I love this idea yeah, like, as, a, as like a concept that we could expand yeah, on. Right? Like if I could people, be the voice, <laughs> the voice of a crosswalk exactly. in Austin, I feel like yeah. I will have, have accomplished all my yeah. goals. Like we should Iconic. get Willie Nelson doing some crosswalk <laughs> voices. Amazing. Yeah. amazing. Love yeah. that. Uh, I'm not loving the, the temperatures <laughs> no. right now. It's kind of a big difference so far. But you were asking earlier, you know, when yes. do we feel the real cold? Well, the real cold doesn't arrive until late tonight and tomorrow morning. So tomorrow morning this time, it's going to be freezing cold for many. So let's get to uh, the maps here at 517. Let's show you what's going on. I still want to show you this. Just showing you the winds out there right now already kind of ripping out of the, the north up to about 30 mile per hour wind gusts. The winds will continue to get stronger here through the next few hours. So we've got the winds out of the north that will slowly drop the temperatures here and really kind of maintain the temperatures and prevent them from warming up above the 50s. We're staying in the 50s today. So remember yesterday we were in the 80s. So that's the key difference as well. 
46 in San Saba, 52 in Lano, 58 in Giddings. It's 58 in LaGrange. I mean, look at some of these wind gusts here. 33 mile per hour winds into San Marcos out of the north. Again, that is a cold wind and that is a dry wind. And we're going to continue to see that throughout the day. When do they get lighter? Not till late tonight and into tomorrow, but still tomorrow. It's not completely calm. We're still dealing with some breezy conditions with some wind gusts exceeding 20 to 25 miles per hour. So because of all these ingredients here, the ongoing drought, wildfire concerns, still a major issue today. High conditions here for areas in the metro and out towards the hill country. Look at the scale of the system that is impacting us with the cold front. You can see it all the way down through the Houston area, the northern side of the storm system, seeing some snow up towards Omaha and then into the Ohio Valley. They're seeing some rain and a potential for some strong thunderstorms there. The cold front again pushing out towards the east. It's out of the area. We're just left with the cloudy skies up above here and we'll continue to see clouds basically all day long. Some breaks of sun here and there and then clearing overnight. It'll be that clearing sky that will bring us some freezing cold temperatures by tomorrow morning. So 58 degrees for a high temperature today. We're going to see even colder weather tomorrow. After a morning freeze, we only warm up into the low and middle 50s and then 70s finally by Sunday and then 80s by early next week. Erica. Hey, thanks, Sean. Good morning, 519. This is a live look here from our tech stock camera at I-35 and Hester's Crossing, the whole interchange of SH-45 and I-35. Yesterday, we had a big crash here up northbound 35. Right now, it's quiet up on the north side of 45 and the south side of 45 along I-35. Traffic is moving along nicely. Such a beautiful shot here. All right, let's take a look at the map just so you can see relatively quiet. The only crash that I am monitoring this one in Del Valley, FM 973 and Highway 71. Still pretty early, so not seeing those big delays uh, as we start off this Thursday morning. Your drive time's quiet. If you are coming in from the north right now, just a 20-minute drive from Round Rock, not a single delay there. And we are solid green northbound 35. If you're coming in from Kyle, uh, headed to downtown Austin currently, just a 24-minute drive. So off to a good start. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.